Want to know what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur? Welcome to Kathy Talk. I'm your host, Kathy Hernandez. On today's show is the founder behind That Coaching Guide, giving people that extra boost of confidence they need to take their business to the next level. He's an executive coach, speaker, and consultant. Help me in welcoming Benny Salas. Hey, should I go? <sighs> you know, I kind of feel like I need to announce you like a prize fighter. Out of this corner is Mr. Benny Salas by way of Florida. <laughs> you know, if I had known this, I would have gotten my sound machine. Actually, you know what? I do have a sound machine where I press the button. <laughs> And it's like a, it claps or like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe next time. I need time, next one time. of those. I need that sound machine <laughs> in my life. <laughs> okay, so let's get, let's get into it. On a scale from one to 10, rate my confidence level right now. Where are we at? Where are we at on the scale? I, uh, I think I would say you're definitely a nine ten right now. You're definitely a nine ten on confidence for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I love it. You jump right into it. I feel I feel at ease. I feel like right now the world could collapse, but if I'm on this podcast, everything is okay. We're good, dude. We are We're good. good. I started following you on social media. I want to say it was Instagram. I followed you because I really resonated with your messaging and your posts, the energy level, just like you said, like we we vibe. We vibe. So when it comes to a younger Benny. <laughs> Were you always confident or did you like develop and grow and, and build your confidence in yourself when you were younger? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I would say my confidence started to grow at the age of about 11. And what happened was I was, I became part of a, a dance, a performing arts company, right? I used to, I was in the performing arts, loved performing arts, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to shut some weight because I'm trying to get back to some dancing mode. You know what I mean? I need to get back to that. I need to, I need to get back. And it, it was I majored in Spanish dance, then I majored in jazz and hip hop, and oh, so wow. I always felt comfortable. I know. Shh, don't tell anybody. I know. This, I know this is going viral. Don't yeah, secret confession, right? I feel like I'm in a confessional booth now. It just turned. And so uh, I started. To, I felt like the more I connected with how I would show up the more I was able to build confidence. Cause I don't think you can buy confidence. I think you have to build confidence and it happens over time. And I'll tell you, failure is one of your greatest confidence builders because That's if you right. get back up and you, you don't quit and you continue to try again, you will build your confidence. And so a lot of, I think a lot of times uh, we may want to avoid failures and so that's how I felt. I felt like rather I was playing basketball, like I never stuck to one sport growing up mm -hmm. because I was always good at a lot of sports. I was good at baseball. I was good at, I, well, I suck at soccer. Excuse me. I was good say, at everything. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't. I had to play tennis. <laughs> I suck at soccer. I was horrible at volleyball. <laughs> I was good at basketball. Basketball is my first love, then baseball. Um, football, I was, I was always kind of built like a football player and they were like, oh, Benny plays football. Listen, if you hit me, I'm going down. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get hit. Don't touch me. Don't mess up my hair. Don't do none of that stuff. He's like, I'm from a dance background, not yeah. so much a tackling background. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little bougie sometimes. I can be a little bougie when I want to. Well, that's, that's probably true. what led you into the executive business coaching rather than, you know, maybe I don't know. Anything I don't else. know. 
<laughs> but all so- right. So you did mention two good points. One that you had a structure, you had a discipline, you chose to be in the performing arts and sports, which you learn teamwork, you learn how to fail. And 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 those failures, which a lot of people do try to avoid, as you mentioned, um, is what actually helps you grow and get better, right? So do you find with the clients that you coach now, they're adults, they're in the mm-hmm. business world, they're trying to boost their careers, something is blocking them. Do you find that maybe a fear of failure is one of the biggest obstacles facing them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I do. I do. I think, I don't think it's a fear of failure. I think it's a fear of failing again Mm because we've all had experienced failure. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's reliving the experience. Right. It's also not what you say about yourself. You're afraid of what others are going to say about you. Oh, that's such a big one. Oh my God. Yes. And so, so it's even, 100%, 100%, right? So when I like when even when I work with people in the area of public speaking, they'll say, Oh, I have a fear of public speaking. I said, No, you don't. You have a fear of the public speaking about you. There's right. a difference, right? right? And I flip it around on them. And then when I start to talk about are all the things and all the saboteurs, all the mindset stuff, all the things that are that by the time you get ready to take that stage, you've already, you've already lived out a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, you've talked yourself out of it. You've had you've had negative saboteurs. You have totally um, misinterpreted your why, what, and who. There's so many factors, right? And so when I look at my clientele that I have now, I do believe a lot of people don't want to fail. And I tell people, hurry up and fail. I actually just get it done. Just get it done. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean. So I was a skateboarder as well, right? I was good at skateboarding. I was. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, right? So I was. I was a skateboarder as well. I can't tell you how many times. I had fallen in order for me to get that trick right. Right. If I right. if I would have quit at the first phase, I mean, I got scars on me still from like, you know, bad decisions about like, oh, I shouldn't have ollied over that that parking bench. Like I <laughs> now, first of all, first of all, okay, I did I, I don't even remember we I'm going back just to my days in Chicago, right? So I I remember us just taking risk as kids. Rather, and I remember jumping off of a garage. Listen, right now, I wouldn't even look out down a garage, okay? <laughs> I'm 44 years old. I, like like, like that lady says, ain't nobody got time for that. I do not have time <laughs> to look down and face my fears that way. I just won't do it, right? I'm too well, old. that's one thing. The one benefit of being a kid is that lack of fear. They are so fearless. Like they don't know it's going to hurt when they hit the ground until they hit the ground. So they're like, yeah, I could fly over. Well, I could do a trick flip land and they think it's all going to work out perfect. And then you got battle wounds, but that, but that's how you grow. Right. My seven-year-old son causes me so much anxiety. He does cartwheels and roundhouse kicks and he's, he's, he'll run and he'll just slide out of nowhere. And I'm like, dude, you're going to, you're going to like, I can't do it. Stop. I can't do it no more. Right. And it caused me so much <laughs> stressing me out. We're, we're like, we're like, uh, I feel it already because, and, and it's so interesting because I think you just gave me my next video post is how to have confidence like a kid. Yes. Okay. You need the That's fearlessness. A- I'll, they I'll don't care what they look like. My my, you mentioned your son. My daughter is six, and my mom was just here visiting, 
And she's like constantly like watching her, watching. I'm like, Ma, it'll get easier if you stop watching her. Like <laughs> until she's screaming, crying and, and whatever, it's fine. Like she's going to yeah. be fine. She has perfected her own little balance. She pushes herself, her limits. And I'm like, if I watch and I also believe in intentions and manifestation, just like you were saying, like you project things. So as parents and and we watch people and we are really putting our focus and intentions on mm -hmm. the part of them that may actually get injured and whatever. And we can actually influence that. So mm -hmm. I'm like, stop looking at her let her test her yeah. boundaries and when she reaches the point where she's got a little too hurt and she needs the comfort then i'll be there but i, I but she's like a little acrobat on the top of my counters i'm just like oh lord please save this child <laughs> i i can i can recall how many times i got i i did things obviously that my parents didn't see or climb things and yeah you know my my kids and I was I have outside of my seven year old, I have a two year old, and she drives me even more crazy. Oh, okay. So, yes. But she's at the age right now where I'm like, get off the table. Like she's standing on the table. Like, why? With her socks on. Why? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, oh, you know, yes. and so it's just, yeah. But I think, you know, looking at that confidence that people have, I, I would say that as people get older, um, the less risk they take, the less confidence mm -hmm. they'll have, right? And so there's so many people that I talk to that that they have the shoulda, woulda, coulda, but never did it syndrome, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Or they or they're overthinking and undervaluing, or they've been saying, I normally tell people, stop talking yourself out of the thing that has been talking yes. to you. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so all of these these self defeating thoughts, limiting beliefs, saboteurs. And all of this stuff is really all mindset stuff, right? It's all around the way that our attitudes, actions, and behaviors have limited us or have constrained us from really stepping into our full power and potential. Um, and a lot of people don't see it that way because they're stuck right. in the feelings and not in the facts. Right. Here's what the fact. Here's what the facts say, but I can't see the facts because this is how I feel. Right. And so it's a totally different posture and disposition that people have around their own confidence. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I work with some amazing clients, but I'll be real with you. Um, some of them may never get their breakthrough. I don't care how mm -hmm. much coaching I give them because because mm -hmm. I can give it to them and they'll go back. And when it's listen, when it's time to step up and do something, it takes guts, man. Yeah, like, I don't care what it is like it, you. You're built differently. You're wired differently. You yes. see things differently. And so. It's easy to do this. It's easy to talk about what you want. No, show me what you can do. That's a whole different conversation, right? And yes. so I get the ability as a coach to bring my years of experience, my training. I am a trained, certified professional coach, okay? So I just didn't slap this on IG or get a clubhouse <laughs> title. It's like, oh, let me become a coach now on clubhouse. No, no, no. This is what I've been doing for the past 11 years. And so I've worked with I would say I've worked with over a thousand clients. Literally, I've put in massive amounts of hours to get to where I'm at in this space of coaching. And even then, I listen to my clients the first time as if as if it's brand new because everybody is uniquely built and wired and they're different. While the, yeah. while the conversation may be the same, the experience and what you have to get to achieve what you want is always different. And right. so I think a lot of people don't know how to access that. So they lack confidence. They lack, and again, 
you got to be careful because your confidence will snitch on you. It will snitch on you. It will tell the truth. It does not lie. It gives straight facts. Like, and rather you, because you, I just posted something recently that said, stop making excuses for your excuses. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I can relate to all of it because I think that even as a coach, you also have gone through all those stages. Like when I sit with someone and I'm talking to them and I do intuitive readings, right? So I just vibe the energy and feel where they're at. I can, I'm like, don't lie to me. You're lying to <laughs> you. You're just lying to you. Like I know the truth. I could feel it bouncing off of you. But I always, always do like a mental check an emotional check, even for myself in a lot of situations, because we're all confronted with these situations that are stressful or, um, we are not, we don't have the confidence all the time. We're not always on 10. We're starting something new. I love starting new stuff all the time, but that yeah. means I don't know what I'm doing when I'm starting and I'm okay <laughs> with not knowing what I'm doing because I understand having been there before that, in two years, I'm going to be a freaking master at this. But right now, I'm not a master. I'm starting. But you have yeah. to start from somewhere so that you could get to that level. And I find like a lot of people that I work with won't even start because they're not the master yet. Check this out. And you know what's, you know what's, what's interesting about those people is that they live in a fear of failure when they haven't even failed yet. Because they haven't, you haven't even started. Even started. Yes. <laughs> I'm like failure. I don't see failure here. I see quitting. There's a difference. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm afraid to fail. Fail at what? You ain't done nothing. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like, I got good news for you. Guess what? <laughs> you ain't failed fail. yet. <laughs> you haven't failed yet. You haven't started. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not just a roadblock. I find it's not just a roadblock in business but in their personal lives and relationships, like these are recurring themes. And in every sector of their life, you find these roadblocks. So what are, let's say like your three top, like must do's when you're dealing with this kind of personality where you like, just go, just start. Like what are the things you tell them to just get started at something? Yeah. I think I, my first one, so I have a model that's called Be, Do, Create, right? And my model of Be, Do, Create came to me in two ways. It came to me, one, as I was reading um, I was reading the Bible, and there was some scripture that kind of showed me something a little bit more. And then it was my coaching training that I talked about uh, that you have to be and you have to do, right? So the, the model that I learned in, in coaching is called Coactive, and it's about being and doing. And I said, well... I know who I want to be. I understand what I want to do, but where do I take these is something that I want to create, mm -hmm. right? If we're, if we're people made, uh, I believe in the image of our creator, then we're meant to create, right? Like, yeah. like we're like constantly creating, <laughs> right? This podcast doesn't happen unless you create it. That's right. <laughs> because the mic, the mic is still there. The camera is still there. Yeah, right? the tools are here. All of the equipment you, and you tools are available. Put that beautiful jewelry right back in your jewelry box and <laughs> never bring it out for a podcast until you create it. Mm -hmm. So you have to know who you want to be. You have to be, you have to, you have to take action on what you need to do. Mm 
And then you have to have a vision for what you want to create. And like you said, I'm big into personal mastery. I'm the same. I, you and I might be like, like if we were to switch bodies, we probably would have each other's personality yes. because I have no problem starting from the ground up. I have no problem building and seeing something and putting everything together because I know once I do, I'm going to be a savage with it. Right. right. So I'm, my mindset is just different and, and I have no problem. And that's how I see my clients. I see them as three things, creative, resourceful, and whole. They have to be there. In other words, so I'm looking for what is their creative niche? What is the thing that they envision and they want to see? Now it's about, okay, now let's get the resources behind it. What mm -hmm. do you need to get that done? Mm -hmm. And then the whole part, I think, is all about who you are trying to be, right? Right. Because here's, the, here's where people start to, like, insert the whole imposter syndrome is when they're trying to be something they're not. Right, right. Instead of just being more like you. Right. The, the, the unique individual that's actually going to come forth when you start putting those other things into practice. I mean, you can't, you can't be a better somebody else. You could only be a better uh, you. That's it. There's only one of you. Thank God. Thank God there's only one of Benny, first of all. I feel I, like you're talking to me personally. I, 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 <laughs> I know we're live. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nobody that has everything that we have. Of okay? course not. Yeah. I see, so I see a lot of me and my son, too much of me and my son, right? But the <laughs> truth is, there's nobody like me. And when I when I start to embrace that and embody that, I start to move different. I start to flow differently because I think there's so many people that are chasing an idea. They're chasing yes. image and they're not chasing after who they're supposed to be. And social media does not help them either because uh -huh. you get these fake, phony, filtered images. Not going to lie. Sometimes I use a filter, but I've been trying to, to cut that down. <laughs> <laughs> but at 42, trying to look, you know, 32, okay, you kind of okay. got to use a fil filter it out a little bit. No. <laughs> filter, just don't Photoshop. That's it. That's polish. All. I like I like to say we polish it up, you know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So. How did you connect? So you're working, you're working, you're training people. You, you're trying to figure out the be, do, and create part of it. Mm -hmm. How did you ultimately connect with companies to work on their staff? Like, how did you go that route? There's a lot of ways coaching could go. Yeah. So, I, I mean, two twofold. I think one is you have to have a message and you have to be able to brand yourself out there, right? And I think you have to be want to know you have to want to be known for something. I think for me, I take my stories of working in nonprofit, working in for profit, and then I think there was some real important areas that I just felt frustrated about. I felt and I, and I felt and I tell you the one area that I really felt frustrated about when I was working for my employers was that I felt like I was expecting them to validate me when only I could do that for myself. Oh my God, I went through that. Right. <laughs> Right. Don't you see my skills? <laughs> Don't you see my skill? And what I what I realized, and this was this this is kind of me. If I can say something to the younger Benny, I would have probably have spent more time listening and learning than talking and wanting a, a, a role or a responsibility that I felt I was entitled to. That right. was a, that was a young mistake that I made because I was a, I was kind of like a young hotshot at the age of 19. I started speaking to groups and crowds of people. Uh, I, I, I would begin to travel. 
I moved to South Florida uh, to be a speaker. And I saw, for me, I think there was a lot of arrogance that was mixed in with my confidence. And mm -hmm. when you have arrogance mixed in with confidence, it becomes ignorance. Yeah, because okay? you didn't know what you didn't know and you was preaching. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. I thought I knew, but yeah. it wasn't until I went through some life experiences and then realized that, and this is where I feel like people get a breakthrough when they can realize their areas of growth and development and own it. It's not mm -hmm. just realizing it because a lot of people can see it and ignore it. But I think when you take ownership of it and you start to actually turn that that mess into a message yeah. and you start to take that that obstacle and turn it into an opportunity, I think you start to elevate your experience. And you start to then want to share that with other folks and you connect better, rather that's in corporate, rather that's in with entrepreneurs, rather that's with small businesses, rather that's with larger, larger individuals or audiences or crowds. I just think that you have to be able to really, really connect. So I think for me, I've always been one that was never afraid to put myself out there. Now, I'm not saying I didn't go through hardships. I'm not saying that life didn't look dark at times. I'm not saying that entrepreneurship was like this smooth sailing. No, it's oh, not. No, it's the no. worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is with entrepreneurs, um, myself being one, and then also working with a lot of people, you're at the tip of the spear. You're breaking through to whatever it is, industry, whatever niche you're trying to break through that nobody else might be in, that's not doing it exactly the same way. So when you're at the tip of the spear, I mean, you're the one getting, you know, all those battle wounds like we were talking about when you're just trying to learn and grow. It's the same thing as when you're a little kid, you know, trying to ride that skateboard. Like, you, it's never an easy process. Yeah. You don't know anything. Nobody wants to help you because you don't know anything. You have no money usually. <laughs> so you got to learn the skills. Yeah. You got to make all the mistakes. Sometimes, I mean, it would be beneficial to reach out to people who knew more than you and you could listen to them, but sometimes you don't even have that in you. You're like, I'm going to do yeah. it myself. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. it's tough. That is never yeah. an easy process. Yeah. And, and, and again, as a coach, this is the stuff that I see with individuals who say, yeah. man, Benny, I want to, I want to get out there. I want to help people. I want to build, you know, a coaching program. I want to build a mentoring program. You know, how do I speak more with confidence? This is what the stuff that I walk them through and I give them the strategies, the structures and the systems to help them begin developing it. And that, and that's from, and again, everything starts with like, again, I think in the digital space that we live in, right? If we're going to move and navigate forward, people have to understand they're a brand. You're mm -hmm. a brand, right? Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian can reach more people with one post than Coca-Cola could. That's been around way longer than her or Microsoft could, or even Apple could just because she's a brand. Yep. And she, and she understands her message. She understands her three elements. Why am I doing this? What am I doing? And who am I sending it to? Right. And then we have to take that same approach. I'm not saying that, but because we are in the era of the micro influencer, rather you like right. it or not. Right. We're in the era of the micro influencer. I don't like it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, someone's coming for your podcast. You better. You better like <laughs> so some young hotshot, some 20 year old right now is like, oh, I can do what Kathy does. These okay. damn 20 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Even some 30 year olds, too. But I'm just saying, like, like, this is why we got to stay top of game. This is yeah. why 
you know, I, and we were talking about it earlier, why I'm on Clubhouse and, and I'm out there, you know, connecting with folks. This is why I'm going to change my strategy on social media and do more videos, because the truth is that it, just look at your algorithms, right? People aren't liking your 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 picture anymore. They're liking your videos. Yeah. Right? Reels and are real. Like reels if are you do real. a reel, I did a reel. And and I don't I try not to focus on the IG algorithms or the Facebook algorithms because I really feel like people get so um so pigeonholed into needing to get that like need that you miss the whole message and you miss right. your own creativity and whatever. So I try to not pay attention too much to those numbers, but I did one reel <laughs> and I got 1800 views in like five minutes, maybe. And I was like, what? Why? Like, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, is it the?" And then, you know, you go to algorithm mindset. Is it the time of day? It was it the title. Is it the cover picture? Is it this? Is it that? And then now it's like, the need to replicate that, right? Because you get that little adrenaline boost and you're like, ooh, this was interesting. Let me do it again. <laughs> but 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 the truth is numbers don't lie. Numbers, no, it, absolutely. I mean, I mean yeah. as, much as, we, as much as we say, man, I don't want to do that. Like, like again, and, and I think you have to find your your flow, right? If you have to find mm -hmm. your style, your rhythm. Like for me, I, I'm not gonna do dance videos. You know, like do I want right. to do some? I mean, if I was you know, if I, if I fly, I'm fly. I'll, I'll do a dance video. <laughs> I mean, if I but you got a dance background. You have no I excuse know. for not TikToking it I, up. You I, could teach I, these I, young I people totally, something. I totally. But listen, <laughs> I'm not trying to listen. I'm not trying to go look. I'm not trying to really take a risk and get like ten views. Okay, because <laughs> I I seen those people and I'm just like, dang, I wish you could. I know you wish you could take that video back. But something's <laughs> out there already. <laughs> you know, they're waiting for that, those more views. So I'm like, all right, you know, but it could be a hashtag thing. I don't know. Right. But but I think just in general, I feel like, um, you know, moving in that space now and really thinking about like for 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 people just in today's era. Right. If we're kind of bringing it back for people in today's era, if they're going to get out there and they're going to be more confident and they're going to get their message out there uh, again, I just think people have to understand who they are. And again, I know we hear that it's so cliche. That's a hard one. It is. It's not easy. That's why you keep That's hearing hard. it. hard. Yeah. Be your authentic self. Be you. What does that you. mean? Like, if I'm my I authentic self, I will be dressing up in costumes every day, like <laughs> <laughs> shooting fairy dust out of all, <laughs> out of, you know what I'm saying? Like, what well, my authentic <laughs> self is goofy as hell. And, and some people get to see it, but you know. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I think it, I think it almost, and I think you're right in that in that sense. I think it's almost where I think we don't decide who we want to be; we discover who we're meant to be. Right, right. And right. the process of life experience is that discovery process. And for women, I for women. When you go through different stages, your 20-something self, your 30-something self, your 40-something self, your 50-something self, those are different human beings. Okay, I I'm was about a to, different I'm human about, at 20. I'm about to turn this thing around. So let's let's I'm gonna uh -oh. interview you now. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm this is now the Benny Salas podcast. <laughs> Switching so, it up. So so what was your confidence like? Where is it at now at 42 versus where you were? At 22, because 22 is a pretty confident age. No, I didn't start doing anything. I hated the way I looked. 
I was, I had been doing some modeling, but I wasn't, um, confident being in front of the camera. Like if you put a camera in my face, I was like, um, uh, my name is, um, and, um, like I had no clue what to say because I was so stuck on what am I looking like? Like, how are people perceiving me? Like, am I like, do I, where do I go? What do I, I was just, I just was no confidence, not with regard, like you say, the posing, the fake confidence that I had, I can do pictures because pictures are still, I knew how to Photoshop. I knew how to do angles and lighting. Like I was good in pictures, but like just confidence level wasn't there. Cause I didn't have, well, I had a lot of haters. Let me put it like that too. <laughs> You know, I had a lot of haters and I had a lot of judgmental people who were like, well, you're not an expert in this. I wrote a book. Right. And I had one girlfriend tell me, well, you're not like an English major or a literary author. Like, why would people want to read your book? This was when I was in the 20s. So it wasn't like Amazon or anything like that. I was like, it was a different time. There was no Instagram, Facebook, like those things didn't even exist yet. And it was the person that I knew, someone who I was friends with at that time, no longer, who was like, why would anybody read your book? Like, you're not a real author. You're not a real person. Whereas now, looking at back at that, I'm like, you, you are 20 something. You're nobody yet. Just like you, you haven't done anything. You could be an author. If yeah. you write something, you are an author. If you model, you are a model. If you, you know, whatever it is, that's what you are. But at that time, you know, you just didn't have the exposure uh, with social media to mm -hmm. be able to say like, oh, I could do that. And I also grew up in the projects, in the city. Nobody else around me was doing anything. Yeah. Know? So it wasn't like I had an example of a person who broke out and did their own thing. I'm the trailblazer here. <laughs> I'm the entrepreneur. I told my mother, yeah. I quit my job and she was like, you're having a midlife crisis and you need to go fix your resume. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me guess what that happened. You were 35 when that happened. Just about, just yep. about. <laughs> Same thing with me. That's the same. Stages. That's the stages, though. And well, I'll do you one better. I had a three-year-old and a nine-month-old or six-month-old when I had my breakthrough, <laughs> and I was like, "I do not want to live this life. This is not the life that I want." How, how Period. Old you? you said how old were you? Thirty what? About thirty-five, thirty-six. Yep, that's that was for that's me the age. That mm -hmm. was the age where I was like, you know what? This isn't it. This isn't nope. it. Whatever, whatever I'm doing, it's interesting. You spend your first 15 years, well, you spend your first 20 years trying to live out the next 40 years, and then you realize yes. the next 15 years uh, really need to determine the rest of your next 25 years, like yeah. literally. Like it, it it's, oh. <laughs> it, it really is. It's tough. I'm telling you, uh, and I probably should write. I probably should write something on. 30 to 30, 35 is the new midlife. It is. I think that, I think that a lot of it too, which you touched on is the spirituality and having that base, having that foundation, right? Because you have to believe 
that mm-hmm. you have a purpose for something mm-hmm. other than pushing papers for some nine to five company. If that's what you have in you, some people are really dedicated workers. They like accounting. They like, you know, what they do and they do it for a business and they help grow the business and they're, they're, they like doing that. But the majority of people, that's not what their purpose is. That's not what they want to do. So you get to a point where do I continue to do the career path? I was in a career for 15 years. I was making a good salary. I was making 85000 at, you know, 30, 30 years old. And nobody was tossing me out. You know, I could have just kept mulling along, stay on the yeah. hamster wheel, get my $2 increase, get my extra vacation week. And I was just like, I don't want to do this for a second longer. And I really had to believe in myself that I could do something else without Mm -hmm. having this like, well, start a business on the side and then grow that side business. And then, no, I went kamikaze on that shit. And I was like, (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) No mas. I had, I was like, I got a credit card with $10,000. I'm a max this thing out until I make it. And you, what I started doing was, um, permanent makeup. I mm-hmm. was like, I'm artistic. I understand the science. I understand the skin. I understand the beauty. It's something that I'm interested in. I could charge $300 a person, or if I'm strapped, I could charge $50 a person, like whatever, whatever it is, I can make moves with it. So I right. started doing that. And then I started doing spokesperson work when everybody told me that I wasn't a spokesperson and I didn't have any experience. I made $5 and I thought I was the man. I was like, this is going to be it. (laughs) And that's how it worked. That's how it worked. You know? I love it. I love it. I had to go all the way in. That was the only way. That's it. And I love that because I think that attitude goes throughout it all like that attitude doesn't change right like again even when i remember when i started so i had been coaching prior to me stepping out my like here's how i got into full-time coaching was my job promoted me they said they called me into the office and today's your last day i was like oh okay you're trying to promote me to entrepreneurship okay i see you you. thank (laughs) you for my severance goodbye (laughs) exactly pretty much and and I knew from there, I haven't looked back. Now, during that time, I had been, I had coached five years prior for the United Way, and I was a financial coach, did financial coaching, career coaching. Um, then it kind of led to personal development. Then it kind of grew into executive business coaching based on the clientele because I kept raising my prices. I kept saying, this is what I'm worth. This is what I'm worth. This, and that's hard. That's hard yeah. for people to raise their prices. I, I just didn't. It. <laughs> I, I, just another, I, listen, I just did another price increase. I told all my clients, I said, listen, you should have got, you should have locked me in last quarter. This because is the first- new me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you are not going to like these new prices, but you're going to love your coach, but you're not going to like these new prices. Um, when I started to do that, I started to realize that it's going to take some sacrifice during the time my daughter was born. And it, on Instagram, I have a video where I'm literally in the car. I dropped my son off. I'm in the car feeding my daughter. And I felt like, tell people this is the new normal and i was like oh man like this like how are you like and so what i did was uh, i remember putting my daughter to sleep with one hand and then coaching my clients with the phone on the other 
Yeah. Because in order for us to do this, we had to make some sacrifices. Yeah. You know, I needed to I needed to build my brand. I needed to build what I needed to do. I needed the flexibility to go here, to go there, to get on this call. And and for the first, you know, for the first year or two on entrepreneurship, you oh. it's very easy to waste a lot of time. It's brutal because you're just trying it to is. figure so much out. It is, right? Um, and it isn't until year three or four that you actually begin monetizing. You know what I mean? Where you actually could see some real income come in um, and really see the opportunity. Uh, it, it's almost like the seeds, right? You sow the seeds, you water them, and you got to wait for the harvest to come. You got to wait for them well, to blossom. Let me ask you. I went through a period where I was almost embarrassed to ask people if they wanted my service. <laughs> it was like, I just, you know, went through this whole thing. I know this is what I want to do, but it's kind of like, I didn't want to bother people asking them or trying to find clients. It was like, okay, how do I get people to know who I am now? But I don't want to be a pester, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's tough because when we start off, it's really the people who are closest to us. It's mm. all the people who say you can do it, but won't pay you for it. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That's another one. <laughs> oh, you can do it. I'm with you. Really? Okay. Here's, but you I ain't gotta, buy I gotta, anything. I got it. Right. And here's the thing. We spend so much time trying to get affirmation from people who won't be, who aren't, who aren't. One, they're not customers. Two, they're not right. contributors. They're right. only followers and they're viewers. Right. That's right. it. And yes. then if you drop, if I'm honest with them, there's some of them are haters in there. Oh, big right? time. Big so time. I know I normally say first they ghost you, then they roast you. And then when you make it, they toast you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the nature of people, which is why right. I find I find um, I don't know if you do. But the closer I get to myself and what I want to do and who I am, the further and further I get from other people who are not trying to be who they are, you know? Oh yeah. My, my circles now look very different. Yes. Even the year during this pandemic revealed a lot to me. Oh yeah. Uh, from, and again, I think, I think the, I, and I think the pandemic was just, uh, it's just tough because we faced racial issues. We faced issues of p politics. We faced issues of like, who's really there. Like there was a lot to figure out through all that. Right. So I think, you know, as we're like, you throw all that in the blender, that's just a heavy meal. Right. So, yeah. but I think overall, like I've had to figure out who are the people that, and again, and, 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 and not in a selfish way, not like, Oh, are you down with me? You riding with? No, I meant like, who are people who are going to be there in the finish line? But here's the deal. It's not about me running my races. Are you on course? Right. With who you are. Right. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're running in the opposite direction or you're on the sidelines just cheering me on, we're probably not going to be on the finish line together. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. And and I needed to find those folks that and friends and community of people that were willing to get on course, that were rather with their purpose in life, they were willing to to invest, they were willing to be a part of it. Because if not, then guess what I'm doing? I'm running a race next to somebody who is slowing me down. Can you imagine? Hey, yeah. come on. Come on, come on, come yeah. on, oh, let's go, come on. I don't have time for that no more. The anchors, you're racing and they're dragging behind. And it's like, come on, come on, we, we could do this. We could do, and yeah. it, you actually expend so much more energy. Yeah. And it's, it's not that it's selfish, but it is selfish because the only person whose life you're living a purpose for is yourself. So if you right. don't learn, and I, and I find a lot of people 
don't like they have friendships for 20 years and they don't want to cut those friendships off, even though they know that those are the relationships that are not allowing them to get to that next level. They, they feel a sense of loyalty to the drag in their life. And I'm like, you got to cut even family and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. You mentioned all the changes during the pandemic, because that was like a catalyst where everybody in the world is experiencing this. But I feel like when I started my journey, you know, about six, six years ago, um, seven years ago, that's when I felt like I was in my own little pandemic of nobody was helping me. And, and anybody that I, I never, I stopped mentioning what I was up to because then they would just turn against me and be like, just get a, you could get a job again. You have this skill. Yeah. I'm like, I know that. <laughs> I, was like, exactly. I, I was like, I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you. And you know, that's when you got to turn within. I find like the breakthrough moments is when you self-reflect and absolutely. And, who are you and what do you want to be? Because all of them are not going to be it for you. They're not going to, they're not going to help you. Even no, if they're, they're not, not trying to hate, they just, you know, dissuading you from your purpose or eroding your, your energy and your ambition. And like, who the hell needs that in their life? It's hard enough trying well, to do. <laughs> uh, you are right. And here's the thought that comes to me is that sometimes our success reminds people of their failure. Oh, big time. Yeah. Or their you know inability I mean? to start. Or they're not, in, they're not or they're failed, but right. they haven't some done of, it. Some <laughs> of them haven't failed. Some of them have not started, but they yep. feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. The feeling of failure. Yeah. Like most How of us are dare not you try to be successful? Right. <laughs> right. What do you mean? What do you mean you're going to start a coaching program? What do you mean you're going to start this? Who you are you? Make, <laughs> right, you want to make how many millions? Right. Who are you? Why are you putting that video out there? Why you got that post out there? Why that yeah. quote? Like yes. there's all of these. And again, I'm going to tell you something. This is the thing that for me was the eye opener. And my wife pointed this out to me. Here's what she said. She goes, why is it that they always text you? Mm -hmm. Hmm. She goes, and, I, and this happened. This was a real thing. Uh, somebody's like, hey, bro, congratulations. Good job, man. I see you. I'm like, that's funny because I don't see you. Why, why, why are you commenting? Why yeah. are you posting? Why when you, when I got an event, you, you don't share, you don't show up. Why? If I'm, if we if, if you, don't watch me. You know, I, I go through <laughs> the same, I go through the same thing and I feel resentful, you know? Um, but then looking at it from, let's say taking the other perspective is they probably don't feel that they can help you be better. You know, whereas like, the, like you said, with the sharing, there's a TikTok that is out that's like, um, oh, I support you. You're doing great. Like, but you didn't share my stuff. You didn't like my stuff. You didn't comment on my stuff. You didn't tell nobody else right. to come and look at my stuff. Like I have friends who will send me videos of other people doing similar stuff to what I'm doing. And tell me to check them out. I'm like, did you text her and tell her to check me out? Like, what the hell? But then I got to think like, I got to think, you know, okay. From their perspective, they probably don't feel like they can help me. Like that's a help to me. You know what I mean? But, but that's the problem. 
but that's oh, it's the a problem. big problem. Yeah. It's a big problem. The, pro <laughs> the problem is they're waiting for someone to tell them what the, the next step instead of them taking the next step. Mm -hmm. Like you want to know, you want to know what attracts me is when I find somebody who's willing to hustle, when I yeah. find somebody who's willing to struggle, when I when I see that, the person who's talking about, and, and again, I I I got to, they're 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 part of of my life at some point, bro, man. When you, I'm gonna be here, and when you make it, when I make it, I want you to be here when I'm not making now. it. Now, I want you to be <laughs> here day. now, right, <laughs> right. Oh man, I'm here for you, but I'll give you, hey, broken. Ah oh, man, I'm so you're not here for me, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not here for. First, I recognize. <laughs> I, I recognize the right people when I start something new, like this. You know, I I have new stuff happening all the time, and my friends will always mention what you got going on. I know you're working on something new all the time, but it's those people who want to be involved in my new thing because they know I'm working on something. What you got going on? And right. then the other people who do the check-in to see where you are in life compared to where they are in life, you know? So it's like you have, you find your tribe and you wish it was people who knew you best, but sometimes it's people who don't know anything about you who are willing to allow you to be you yeah. and yeah. be the next level you. Like the people that I know, they know who I was. They're they're so blocked at allowing me to be who I want to be in my future potential that it makes it hard to retain that relationship for me. So yeah. I'm I, I'm a solo act <laughs> pretty much all the time. Like I got yeah, my core and that's it. It's probably about five people, including my daughter. So that's two right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. The no, rider dies. Yeah, and I totally resonate with that message because, again, I think when we get in this space, like there are so many of, of people that I know, friends, people who I've either been in community with for a few years who, you know, and, and so here's here's the greatest analogy that I think I ever read, one of the greatest in, in scripture, right? Um, so, you know, here Jesus is like this prophet and he goes into different towns and, and in his own, and he's doing miracles everywhere else, right? But it says because of people's unbelief in his own city where he was born, he could not do anything but mm -hmm. to heal a headache. That was mm -hmm. it. It was a headache. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he gave them Tylenol or Bayer or what he gave them. <laughs> I don't know his method. I don't know if he gave a good, you know, acupuncture. A rhubarb leaf. Be like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> on this. <laughs> yeah. But, but it goes to show you that sometimes the people that are closest to you aren't the ones who are going to be close with you. Right. They're not. They're not. Right. And I think that's I, a powerful message for people, like especially young people, because you want to fit into a click right. so badly. But that put so much inventory. Yes. And stock. Yes. Mm -hmm. I before I let you go, I want you to tell me about your evoke program because i yeah. did see a little ad for it i think um yeah. online and i was gonna add myself into it but i was like let me get him on the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah so evoke is my community that i am building and i i you know i've been a speaker i have so many not just life experiences but i want to be able to build community with people i want to be able to pour in and bring not just like like me i've always had a conviction to to uh, I'm a trainer. Um, I train people. Um, I'm a coach. I'm a speaker. 
I want to make, I always want to add value. I always want somebody to have an aha moment, a breakthrough moment. Rather, it's the first time you've met me for five minutes. If you give me five minutes with you, I, I, I can't change your life, but I will. I, I believe I can inspire you and empower you enough that you'll want to change it for yourself. Right. And so that's the way I've always shown up in the space. And so I said, you know what? I need to build a community that's called Evo because most people won't be, won't be able to pay for my one on one coaching. I'm just going to be real honest with you. Well, excuse <laughs> me. No, no. Hey, <laughs> hey, I put a value on myself. I, I got, <laughs> listen, and I'm going to tell you, you, you can blame Clubhouse. I'll for that, coach I'm, you. You coach me and we can okay. split it. <laughs> deal, deal, deal. <laughs> and so, but most people might not say, hey, I have you know, 30,000 over the next six months to work with you. They may not say that. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. But I want people to get value. I want to be able to pour into people. I want to be able to bring my thought leadership. I want to be able to bring my experience, my years of training. Like, like Erwin McManus said this, and this was one of the most powerful things that I, that he said. He said, um, "You, I want to leave this earth empty, not because I had nothing to offer, but because I gave it all away. Right. Okay. Right. And it's that mindset. Like, like I want to be able to, to, to leave a legacy and, and empower people. You may not remember who I am, but you will remember how you felt when you were around me and you'll remember the words that I've said. Right. right. Which and is so, the most important thing. Which, absolutely. So when I think about evoke, evoke, that's my it, evoke means to bring back to the conscious awareness. I believe one of the gifts that I have is to bring, bring people back to the person they were always meant to be. So now I, that's where I infiltrate or I, I influence the word be, do, create. And so my evoke group is built around that. We're going to have expert individuals come through and share with the community, really speak and offer them value. Uh, I'm going to be bringing trainings and things that I know are going to help elevate the mindset, both in growth, but also in personal development. Um, and so there are five core areas that I operate in. One is mindset, two, motivation, three, messaging, four, the way you monetize, five, your motivation, uh, and six, your methodology. Right. And seven is your mission like those. Those are my framework. That's that's how I show up. And that I had to write this stuff down. I have a bunch of frameworks and systems yeah, and I like yeah. points and I like You're circle. creating constantly I'm, creating. I'm, honestly, my listen, if I the moment I shut this off, I'm done until then. <laughs> Your boys got this operating like 24 seven. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to build a community of people that I could pour into. Yeah. It's in well, how do people find yeah. you? How do they find out about the program? So you can go to uh, that coaching guy forward slash evoke, or if you're on social media and you go to my associate tap, um, have you seen my associate tap by the way? No, you should check it out. You're going to like it. But if you go on Instagram and you click my, my bio link, right. You'll see all my links to everything, all my social oh, Okay, media. okay. And then like a link tree almost. Way better than link tree. Way better. I had link tree. Link, link tree is sold 2019. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's sold. You aging me now? <laughs> it's on yourself. I told you. <laughs> right? So. But on the bottom of my, my thing, I have a podcast playlist of all the podcasts that I've been on. And I've created my own playlist. And so right. that's super cool. You'll you'll go on that playlist as well once this goes Thank live. You. Yes, yes. <laughs> You'll be the latest one. And then somebody else will move you down to the next one. And so, um, but I just need to be the best one. I don't care what number it is. I, I, this, might been, this might have been the best one. I'm not going to lie. This is fire. This is fire. 
Yeah, you can go to, I do have a number on there. If not, there's my email address as well. Um, I really just, the fastest way is DM me so I can see who you are. Like real talk, like DM me, uh, you know. Every, then you, you check your social, like yeah. what type of person are you? <laughs> Listen, social proof is everything. Listen, you can say it, but if you could talk it, but if you're saying it, it's another deal, right? I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to on a regular basis. This is what I do. This is what I do. But then I go on your Instagram and it's all food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I won't even ask you what you thought of my Instagram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll DM you on that one. <laughs> but, but, my, just for the record, I was doing 75 hard and you have to post a picture of yourself and your progress. Okay. She's like, but I've also seen my followers increase. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I feel like I feel like you know one. So you can look for me on social media at that coaching guy. And again, I've uh, I went I branded that name for the past five years. It's I've a good name. Thank you, thank you. I've I've created this thing right. Like my friend yes. did the logo, and and we've we've put the brand out there. And, and again, the reason why I called myself that coaching guy was I didn't know what area I was going to focus in on because right. I was a, I was a speaker right now. Uh, if you're not familiar, ICF is the International Coaching Federation. So I am a between a professional and a master's level coach. And so, nice. yeah, so I've been. So you even got your goals set up. I mean, oh, yeah. well, you're so are you constantly taking classes, researching yep. people, perfecting your style? How does that work? Yeah, I think now it's a little bit of both. So um, I do, I obviously with the pandemic, things got limited, but um, I, I take more coaching training. Um, I have a coach myself. Um, I also, two, two main things that I'm going to build that are really dear and close to my heart. I'm building out a program called Speak More. And speak more is my, is my, is my speaker program. But it's not just your normal public speaking. It's really about how do you speak more out there? How do you get your message out there? How do you influence and impact the world around you, right? And it's, so it's much bigger than just public speaking. It's taking your story and turning it into a message. I need to know my message. What is my message? <laughs> Book that strategy call. <laughs> Book that strategy. Book that strategy call. I have many but, messages. No. <laughs> your message is everything because that's how you show up. And when you know your message, you're not reaching for a story. You right. know it. Right. Right. And so right. for me, I step into any space because I have so many different messages and I understand my audience and I understand the mark that I want to leave. Right. That I know how to show up in these spaces. But this has been years of like, you know, building. this is years of yeah, building ministry, having great conversations making some mistakes like i i i'm going to help people accelerate that much quicker that's the first thing second thing is in 2022 i'm going to launch a coaching certification program and i'm going to train right. people on how to be how to be coaches um and that's going to be an icf so you're actually going to get a certification and and that'll apply towards an accreditation for you um but i want to be top level that's where i want to go that's what we're reaching for. Only master level. Well, hey, you're starting here at the master there level. Go. So there you go. I'm you're humbled. well I'm on humbled. your way. <laughs> this is it. This right here was the turning point for me, y'all. Mr. Benny, that coaching guy. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. You're welcome.